Hello and welcome to Further Faster brought to you by Montaigne. I'm Daniel Nielsen and it's my job to talk to ultra athletes, explorers, filmmakers, mountaineers, people who are at the top of their game to find out why they do what they do and how they do what they do. Now, my guest on this episode is one of those people we like to talk to who run ludicrous distances and pretty quickly. So we're speaking to Ed Harris in the run-up to the Montaigne Summer Spine Race, the fair-weather version of the 268-mile-long endurance race from Edale in the Peak District up to the Scottish borders. It's regarded as one of the toughest on earth. And although Ed won't be in the lineup on the June 18th and 19th, He's training for the winter version. Ed did compete in the summer spine race last time and came a cool fourth place in a mere 94 hours and 33 minutes. So in this conversation, we discuss how to keep going when things seem very far away, how his training has shifted to focus on his well-being, and why the scenery of the race is one of the biggest motivations. Listen in. Ed Harris, welcome to Further Faster. Thanks for thanks for joining us. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good, good, good. So we want to talk to you for a couple of reasons. Um, firstly, obviously, we've got the Montaigne Summer Spine Race uh, coming up, which you did last yeah. year. And then um, you're not doing it this time, but obviously we've got a wealth of experience from last last year. So maybe we can get a few tips on that. And then I know you're looking to do the winter the original winter version yeah. as well um <laughs> for some reason for some reason which <laughs> yeah just looks miserable yeah <laughs> i'll be honest with you <laughs> so, so talk us a little bit through so you've done the you did this someone tell us you know for someone who doesn't know what it is what what how would you describe it uh a war of attrition is how i described it afterwards <laughs> <laughs> and just like a constant battle to co- convincing yourself to continue um oh. But I mean, I unfortunately look back on it with with very much rose tinted glasses. I I thoroughly enjoyed it for some reason in Is hindsight. You, your yeah, ve- yeah. <laughs> very much type two fun. I think at the time I wasn't enjoying it probably to any sort of degree that I, I look back and enjoyed it. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's it's two hundred and sixty eight miles, as, as probably a lot of people know, mm-hmm. through the up the Pennine Way from Edale up to the the border of Scotland. Which when you look at it is a hell of a long way yeah um and yeah i mean it's it's a long way to drive it's a yeah, really <laughs> long way uh, my my girlfriend and, and mum supported and said it was a hell of a hell of a journey all the way up which um <laughs> i'd argue i had, I had probably a, a worse four days but you know that they probably say different but um so i think i think one thing that i in, enjoyed about it most and I, I recce quite a f- quite a, f- a lot of it, but not all of it. And I, mm. I just think the landscape is so beautiful. And and it, I I didn't really anticipate that. Certainly, the Sheviot's coming towards the end when you're completely broken, but yeah. it sort of keeps you going. Because I mean, I had I had a really good day going over it, and I'd never seen it before. Um, but that's one thing that always sticks with me is how just stunning the whole whole route is. Right, and and quite dope. Yeah, I mean, the Sheviot's. Sort of quite little visited, aren't they? The the sort of oh, absolutely the yeah. hidden hid, hidden corner of of mountains in yeah. the country, which um yeah, and I guess quite diverse. So it start yeah, it starts in Edale, so you're straight up onto mm. Kinder, presumably, and then yeah, and then yeah, through on. the reservoirs and through the through the Yorkshire Dales, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously the bits that aren't aren't quite as nice, but um, I think the bits that stick with me the most are certainly the Sheviot's Crossfell. Um, which unfortunately I, I did do in the in the pitch black, but um, right. luckily I have done it in the day. So I yeah, wait till you do it in pitch black in January. 
Yeah, exactly. That, well, that's what everyone says, crossbell. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is a slim chance that it snow. won't be pitch black, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very slim. <laughs> um, and and you did quite well, didn't you? Yeah, I ended up coming fourth, which, um, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons why I look back at it with a, with a bit of enjoyment. And I had no expectation. I mean, I had, so it cut January last year, I, I sort of had a slight niggle, took a month off. Yeah. Um, and I sort of had no expectations, really. I went in with three goals, which was one was just to make it to the start line. The yeah. second was just to get to the finish line. And the third was under 100 hours, right. um, which I, I perhaps didn't think about the third one that much. But mm-hmm. I look a friend of mine I was chatting to like a week before. He goes, where would you come if you kick, like um, from last year, if you did under 100 hours? And I looked and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'd come like top five and I was like well maybe that's a bit ambitious right yeah. and I end up sneaking under in like 94 hours but um right. yeah I think it's that's something that really helped me is is not putting a huge amount of pressure on myself and I I, I ultimately just ran my own race and I didn't think about where I was the whole time until um I, I think one of the things I, I always said to myself my race starts in Bellingham and I never right. thought about it anything before there I just sort of it was survival mode to that point, and then from there, I could really think about the finish. Right. Okay. Okay. And and what's your what's your ultra running CV look like? Like what other? Um, well, I mean, that's probably my best accolade. Um, yeah, yeah. Prior to the spine, I um, I did uh, my, the max I'd done was a hundred miles. Okay. Um, that was that uh, was a winter event across the Brecon Beacons, which is where I'm originally from. Yeah. Um, we I came, I did that with my brother. Uh, we came tenth in that. Um, right. very glad very glad to have had someone with me at that point because it, it was brutal yeah it was very wet um yeah. well it's um, always wet in obviously yeah you're from there so you is. may have seen the sun there occasionally but yeah I, and i go quite but regularly. other than that i mean it had just been it would be i don't know 75 mile before that where i think prior to the spine i'd very much done races with friends and it had very much been a you know i've just go out to complete it and yeah. after the spine my um my mindset sort of changed where I thought, well, actually maybe I can start thinking about competing. Um, and yeah, since, since the spine I did, um, I did a race in Scotland, which was a skyline race, which Mm -hmm. ultimately I only did because it was completely out of my comfort zone. Okay. You you have the the pure fell runners who just sort of throw themselves down these hills. Yeah. I'm just not confident enough going down these steep, rocky hills. So that was more to just sort of improve my, um confidence going down hills mm-hmm. um, and i've done a couple of local races one of which actually i did it about four weeks ago which was the butcom ultra which is 50 miles where i came third all right um, okay okay so but other than that that's that's sort of i'm certainly getting into the ultra scene and hoping to sort of over the next few years i can start to co- sort of compete at higher levels in bigger races well you came fourth in the spine you're doing all right yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> <You're doing right. laughs> so so like i mean before we talk about sort of training on 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 that kind of level what um you you uh yeah you're from sort of brecon brecon mm-hmm. beacons area so was it always and i know this isn't the case for a lot of people who were brought up in the mountain mountainous areas but were you always up on the hills and were you always running or walking and you know was that was that part of your upbringing yeah, it's an interesting question. I actually know if is the honest answer. I've always been an outside person. My my family, we we were brought up on, on horses. 
Um, okay. so we spent a lot of time doing um, horses. We did something called tetrathlon, which is essentially a feeder to pentathlon, which is shooting, running, swimming, and horse riding. Right. Okay. Um, so I've always been very active. I played a lot of football, um, and I mean, with tetrathlon, my um, my strong point was always the running. Right. Um, I was hoping so you were going to say shooting then. Yeah, I was awful at shooting. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I, I was always always fairly good at running. I did the cross. That's how to get first place in the spine race. If you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, did, yeah, did some cross countries at school and then sort of come, come university time, I just focused on football. And yeah. then um, post university, um, I decided with a few friends to do an Ironman. Um, mm-hmm. to, to, was in the triathlon scene for two or three years when I really thought that this was that was probably sort of 2019. Um, I stopped doing that and decided to sort of focus fully on running and, and sort of the ultra world. Right. Okay. Okay. And when you're, yeah, when you're approaching these kind of races, when you're approaching a, a hundred ultra, do, do, do you like on the most basic level, is it, is it just getting kind of miles in your legs? Is it like how, uh, how what does your training schedule look like? Are you quite fastidious or are you a bit more free? Yeah, People tend to fall I, into one of two camps here. Yeah, I definitely used to be. I Certainly with, I think, triathletes are, are very notorious for you have to get your hours in, you have to do this, you have to do that. Yeah. Um, and I was very much like that. I think when it came to, when it came to running, um, I definitely became a lot more lenient and I definitely am, am certainly now is I, I set out a training plan. I've, I've got a training plan set up now until, until January, but yeah. I'll really focus on, am I feeling fit? Am I feeling well enough to, to actually do said training session? If not, mm-hmm. is there an alternative? Should I take a rest day? Yeah. Um, so I very much focus on my well being, um, right. which I guess it could, cause sometimes people, perceived as a, as a little bit lazy because you can kind of get out of it but yeah. um i'm not really like that i'll always I, if I've, i i always think of um sort of noting something down it gives you that sort of urgency is the wrong wrong word but if you write something down it gives you um sort of some sort of uh reason to do it and and um and something like that so i always think it's really important to write things down and, and sort of focus your training in in what your perhaps weaknesses are i think when it comes to the ultra i think it's so easy to just go out and run and run 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 yeah um but i think one thing i've always been a big believer of is strength and conditioning yeah um so yeah, i spend yeah. so three days and three mornings in the gym a week right. um and during covid i was in the in the living room every day just doing with joe wicks not not with joe wicks no i didn't get into that but i was uh i was doing um just leg strengthening exercises the whole time because i think mm-hmm. it's so easy to one get a niggle and then two once you do get a niggle just continue to run yeah. um so I've, i was i was very focused on that and i think that's an element of of ultra running and ultra training that people often miss yeah uh, another thing that i've i've when, when I was doing training for the summer spine last year, I was just thought long, long, easy, hilly miles was always my sort of mantra. Mm. Uh, but I've certainly started to think now um, I did a marathon in marathon in uh, Man- Manchester marathon in April. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely sort of from that focusing more sort of one, two sessions a week that are sort of high intensity, which I did, right. I wasn't doing this time last year so yeah. hopefully that'll just increase increase my spirit my speed and my efficiency 
Right. Okay. Okay. And and then for the strength and conditioning kind of stuff, are you are you very specific about what you do? And you know, is it is it definitely strength and conditioning with running in mind? Or so this is very much. I've <laughs> it's an interesting question because I've always thought um, I'm probably doing it wrong. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's very much strength and conditioning. <laughs> so you don't really know is it no no, absolutely no so I'm sure there is some science out there that I should be focusing on upper body at some point as well but I only ever do legs and core right I only ever do you know go to the squat rack I'll do my my sort of my my body weight exercise on my legs and I always finish with core and a bit of stretching I think there's probably an argument for I should do body weight exercises but I've never looked into it enough to to, on sorry no upper body yeah exercises okay well maybe some listeners can uh, pile in on on instagram and yeah share yeah. an opinion <laughs> yeah that would be that would be hugely useful but um i mean i'm very light on top i've ne- i've always struggled to to put muscle on and surely the lighter i am the better i'm going to be i would have thought so yeah and there's <laughs> not much for call for pull ups in the middle of uh, no exactly the middle of the nines is there <laughs> yeah um and so you yeah obviously you training quite you know you've got your training schedule for the summer is the winter one any different? Like, is it different because it's winter or is it different because you've just learned more kind of moving forward? Yeah, I think, yeah, it will only, it will be st- slightly different in just the way I adapt it compared to the summer one because of mm. things I've learned. So like the speed work, etc. Yeah. Um, one thing I will definitely do is train more with a heavier pack. Um, right. And yeah. just, uh, so like, for example, last weekend I went on, about a, a, a couple of day, couple of days went walking the black mountains with, and I just made sure that I overpacked. Um, yeah. Walking is something again. I mean, g- going back to my training is, I so if like for example, I didn't run last weekend. I just went on a, a, a 30, 40 mile hike, which right. I just see as still very good training because ultimately you're going to be walking during the spine at yeah. some point. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I think that the pack training is definitely something that I'm going to be doing. I guess I'm going to spend a lot of time trying to get cold and getting used to it. Yeah, um, trying to find yeah. the right kit in 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 those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done quite a lot of of running in the dark just because okay. I, guess, I guess that again that comes from a confidence perspective. It is quite yeah. you know it's quite eerie. It's quite on when you're on your own. Even yeah. when I'm I'm based in the southwest in Bath and um, mm-hmm. just you know, you, you, things make noises when you're running in the dark and you just got to a learn to, 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 um, just act normally normal when it comes in and not overthink things. And that's something yeah. that I, I, I focus on quite a lot over the last sort of couple of years. Sure. And, and when you like that, that, that reminds me, I can't, oh, I can't for the life of me remember a name right now, but, uh, someone who we spoke to did this spine race talking about kind of you know, seeing ghosts or seeing yeah. sights and, and kind of that, you know, when you, when your mind is so tired and you're in the middle of the, you know, you're mm. on cross spell and there's sleet coming down and that kind of thing is, did you, do you kind of, when you, when you did the summer version of it, did you have any kind of moments like this when you were, you know, confused or didn't really know what you're doing and, or yeah, were you just I, never really confused um i i very much struggled and I, i'm sure a lot of people bef- in front of me and behind would have slept less than me um yeah. because i just really struggled with the sleep deprivation yeah I, in all i probably got about 10 hours sleep which 
I mean, it's, it's obviously over four days is absolutely nothing, but yeah. um, it's, it's quite a lot compared to people around around me. Um, so, yeah, it's. It, I didn't necessarily get confused, mm-hmm. but certainly there's one thing, I, one thing, sort of moment I do remember, which was, I think it was on the first or well second night because we started at six pm actually on the summer one yeah. last year um, was going over. Um, sort of over towards um, Howes or Hawes. Um, I was yeah. get, get, um, yeah. it wrong. Is I, I remember I was going along the mountain. I just saw someone sat down on the side, and I just assumed someone was sat down on the side. Yeah. And as I was just approaching them, they just never. I never. They never appeared. Right. Okay. It, at the time, it didn't freak me out at all, and mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, this is just normal. And I think when you're when you are so tired like that that it's almost like you can't be bothered to be frightened or worried or confused. It's just yeah. sort of, and at that point you certainly, so I was so close to hard raw, which is, um, which is checkpoint number two, mm-hmm. that I was just like, I just don't care. Focus I just want to get there that. and, and sleep to be honest. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't have, but I know some people had some weird moments of confusion, which luckily I didn't have, but it's not to say that I won't have next time. Yeah. Cause you can spend an awful lot more time in the dark. Yeah. Exactly, and and the dark, it's when like your head torch creates shadows is when it gets weird and you yeah. see weird things. But yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Eyes looking back at you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 so and the other thing, the other thing that I wanted to talk about quickly was, um, yeah, you'd obviously the Brecon Brecon Beacons is your your mm. patch, as it were, and and kind of go back to youth. You t- tell us about it. you made a film about that or yeah, you so, devised, devised a, a round is that right the... yeah I did so so prior to um 2020 when before COVID hit my my aim was really I mean I didn't have it set in stone but I was going to try and do the Bob Graham um mm. just you know under 24 hours see see what it was like yeah um but obviously COVID hit plans up in the air and things so and I so I went home so I, I'm based as I said in Bath in Bristol at that point but I went home for lockdown and just spent a lot of time in the beacons and I actually got made redundant and just like ran for about a month because that's how long I was out of work for yeah um and I just thought well it's so sort of um I mean I don't know how well you know the beacons but Penavan yeah, the bridge well, of Penavan yeah. is just packed always yeah, packed always then, no matter what the weather exactly yeah and, and but then there's these lovely beautiful corners like mm-hmm. um van where um the lakes are and then on the other side tour of oil which um just above langana de talabon which are just stunning and you, people don't see them and yeah. i feel like mountains are always people's goal is to complete a mountain but um people will always go to Penavan because it's the biggest one but actually there's so much more to explore and because I had this round in mind doing the Bob Graham and because I just felt it was unexplored I thought why don't I create a route in the beacons so that rather than I don't know people going and trying for the Bob Graham which ultimately is exceptionally hard yeah and actually for sort of me and other runners who aren't sort of at the at that pro higher level mm-hmm. um, is difficult to complete so I think the Brecon Beacons one is just exceptionally beautiful and obviously I'll be a bit biased there but yeah it's it is you beautiful. can have that yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's I, I would say untouched it's often overlooked by compared to like Snowdon the Lake District etc yeah. Yeah, sure. um, but I, the route is exceptionally challenging but 
far more in people's comfort zones and and ability zones so um mm-hmm. that was sort of why i created it so the route itself is is i say 75 miles but if i did spend a lot of time wrecking it there's definitely shortcuts that can be created from from some hills yeah um but i just didn't have a, a, enough time to do that um, yeah. so it's 75 miles over 20,000 feet of elevation and um so i did that in april last year we filmed nice. it and made a film out of it, which um, can be found on uh, Vimeo at the Green <laughs> Harris Lounge. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it's about 20, 25 minutes long. Uh, yeah. So that's what they, they said. He had Harris Round. Uh, the Gwyn Harris Round. Gwyn Harris Round. Yeah, yeah okay. which is um, so. Yeah, I mean that that was one of the main reasons for creating it was just to sort of encourage people to do it. And actually, quite fittingly. Someone did it last weekend. The first person, other than me, to do it. Uh, it was a, a girl, a, a lady who contacted me about six months ago. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we had some video calls, etc. And she just completed it in, I think it was twenty six hours. Um, wow! So she's got the female FKT. I've yeah. got the the male at the moment. Yeah. Okay. And what, what was your? Mine was eighteen hours, just eighteen and a half hours. Right. Okay. Something okay. around that time. Blimey! Amazing! Amazing! Um, and and yeah, so you said you could, they can find the film on Vimeo. Yes. Good, good, good. Any more plans for any any more films? Or uh, so I, there is one that I I want to do, which we haven't put together yet, or or sort of got a date, which is um, it's the Cambrian Way, okay, which yeah. is uh, down Wales essentially. So you start or finish, depending on how you want to do it, in Conwy in Wales, and um, finish at Cardiff Castle. So it does a similar route to the Dragon's Back um but there's there's added extras it's about 298 miles but which i think i want to do it as far away from the spine as possible which would be around now um yeah. so i had a lot of time to recover but i think now it would probably be sort of june next year potentially we'd look to do that okay okay and i mean I, I, this is yeah this is something that i've sort of been thinking about i don't know more, more personally than anything else but mm. i'm enjoying more doing stuff for myself than kind of joining races is that something oh, yeah. that you is that something that you consider when you're doing you know when you're planning your own challenge then like they're just very yeah. different beasts aren't they 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 are different beasts um there's a lot more planning that goes into a yeah. into do, doing one doing an fkt or doing one, one yourself yeah i don't necessarily I don't necessarily i think I, I know a lot of people who love to race and like do loads and loads of race i'm not sort of a big racer yeah um i will have the focus and that will be my focus for six months i will yeah. do some sort of maybe some races in between just to sort of get in the mode and, and sort of test nutrition. But yeah, um, yeah usually I, I sort of have a focus and and my training leads to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was that was actually the first sort of FKT I did. Um, and it, I guess it, what was so nice about it is I had my two friends who were filming and did ultimately the editing. Mm-hmm. My mum was there, my girlfriend was there, my brother was there. You know, it was, it was a really sort of, I say a family event in yeah. sort of inverted comments, com- yeah. comments, but um, yeah, that was, that was a really nice aspect because you, you, you have all these people around you that sort of are supporting you to that, um, that end goal, which, um, which is really nice. But yeah, sometimes it is quite nice in the spine when you're running along and you're sort of competitors. Yeah. Um, and someone's and, just, uh, there's an arrow to follow. <laughs> yeah. 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 There is, but it's, it's nice then to just chat to people and sort of, Gotcha. you know lose 20 miles because you've just been chatting for so long 
Yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing. And then beyond the, say, that's probably the, that's the next project, is it after the uh, the winter spine? I think so. I think so. Not as I said, not set in stone, but um, certainly been on my. It is now target list to do. <laughs> now yeah, you exactly. about it on podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly on my to do list for sure. Amazing. And I think because it's Wales, you know, it's it's fitting and it's uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be something really cool to do. I think. Yeah, sounds amazing. Brilliant. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for your uh, time and yeah, bit of insight into what people can expect on the on the summer spine. I think and um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and, and I'm Thank sure we'll 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 certainly catch up. Yeah, when a bit nearer the time when you're when you're getting ready for the the winter one. That'd be great. Maybe afterwards. Maybe immediately <laughs> afterwards, and let's see. Yeah, see those ghosts. <laughs> see if I enjoyed that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a very loaded way you said that. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, nice one. Yeah, anyway, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. And thanks to Ed. I'm sure he'll be watching with interest along with us as the competitors set up on June the 18th or 19th for the Summer Spine Race, depending on what course they're doing. And you can follow along as well at thespinerace.com. We're going to be back in a couple of weeks with something completely different. But in the meantime, if you're enjoying this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us get the word out there. Thanks as ever for listening.